Welcome to episode 83 of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on Tokyo Disney Resort and coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us at tdrexplorer.com, on Twitter at tdrexplorer, on Instagram at tdrexplorer, and on facebook.com slash tdrexplorer. I'm your host, Patricia, the official photographer for TDR Explorer, and you can find me on Twitter at Dream Sweets Love, and also on Instagram under the same name. And here is my ever dapper, ever charming co-host, Chris. What's up? Oh, not much. Just recovering from the golden week. Oh my gosh. The golden I need, week. I need another vacation. <laughs> I right? can't do anymore. <laughs> right? I know. I feel the, the exact same way. Um. Oh, just... Staying home because it's Golden Week. You know, <laughs> it's it's busy out out there. But we'll 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 talk a little bit more about that when we talk about in the parks. You are Yay. much smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I am the chief content editor for TDR Explorer, and I'm the one eating all the seasonal offerings at the parks, which is Easter right now. And you can also find me on my personal Twitter at Burnin Lover. All right. Um, well, as always, really quick about our Patreon. Um, we have our bonus episode coming out. It should be it should be out by the time this this podcast is out. I I think. Um, and if you're supporting us on Patreon for with fifteen dollars or more, you will get access to our bonus, all our latest bonus episodes, also all our past ones as well. So thank you to everyone who's contributing so far. And if you'd like to contribute to our Patreon, uh, you can go to it at patreon.com slash explore, And we have a whole bunch of perks that you can get for being a Patreon. So that's pretty awesome. So what are we, what are we talking about today? Um, What's, we going got, on? What's going on? We got our usual. We got the news. We got a crowd forecast, and it's it's been you know okay. So Golden Week crowded, but not as crowded as like you always think it's going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Am I right? But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, Nemo and Friends Sea Rider is going to be open, and we're going to talk about the preview, um, our park tip, and as usual, our listener questions. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So news. Um, we really don't have much for Tokyo. There's really nothing yeah. going on. It's just it's Golden Week. There's not much happening, right? Isn't Everyone's, that enough? <laughs> yeah, it's Golden Week. Not much going on, but we have some awesome news coming out of Hong Kong Disneyland. Oh my god! Um, so they were not sure if the whole expansion plan that we talked about—I don't know how many podcasts ago—we talked about this a while ago. But I think it was like back in November. They announced all these plans that they want to do to expand Hong Kong Disneyland, but. It wasn't a for sure thing. They're waiting on approval for funding. Well, that funding has been approved. So they're going to be going through with all this awesome 
stuff that's going to happen from now until 2023. Like they have quite a long game plan for Hong Kong Disneyland. Oh, it takes a lot of t- they're doing a lot and it takes a lot of time to build it. So yeah, very, a- very exciting. So. Yeah. So, well, first we had our the um, this year, the Iron Man experience opened up in Hong Kong Disneyland. Mm hmm. Uh, which kind of wasn't part of this funding that needed approval or anything like that. But that's one of the new things that happened. And then next year, they're going to supposedly, they're supposed to be opening an Ant-Man attraction that's going to replace the Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. Oh, man. And it sounds so much better than Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. I think it's going to be a really good replacement. It, yeah, I like... Almost, I I think almost every Disney park has a, like a, a, some form of Astro Blasters, doesn't it? I know, it? and and it's yeah. fun for what it is. Okay, it's, uh, not not to hit on Astro Blasters, it's a fun attraction, but but come on, Ant Man, Ant Man sounds very. So, what is this attraction going to be like? They don't really give too many details, but it's more. It sounds like it's just going to be something like Astro Blasters, but it's going to involve Ant Man and shooting and stuff like that. So it's probably going to be a very fancy overlay. It sounds like. Oh, my God. When I, So when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I was like this big, like, Marvel Comics super nerd. I still have, like, at my mom's house, like, a ton, like, boxes and boxes and boxes of, like, Marvel Comics. And it was always my dream that they would make, like, movies. But I'm like, oh, they're never going to make movies of this. Because, like, all the movies that, you know, this is a long time ago before, like, they made, like, a lot of superhero movies. So I was always like, oh, they, you know, they're all, they all come out, like, really cheesy whenever they do make one and whatever. And I'm like, oh, they're never going to make, like, a good movie with, like, A-list stars and whatever. And, like, now it's, like, my dream time, you know, because, you know, we have at Universal, we have, like, a superhero land. Now Disney owns, you know, Marvel and now we're getting like Disney attractions um, in Hong Kong based on like the Marvel comics. I'm like in heaven, you know. Yeah, it sounds like what they're going to do or what they are doing is basically Tomorrowland's going to become this Marvel land. <laughs> I, I, I'm not hating it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you know, like I'm not a huge Marvel person myself, yeah. but this doesn't bother me. Like, this I can... Is- yeah, this is fine. I can see how it would bother like like Disney fans though, because I know like it's not like because Tomorrowland is like so iconic, you know. It is. Yeah, it is. But I feel like I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, like Hong Kong needs something to stand out because basically Hong Kong was built to be a clone of the California mm-hmm, Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So this way, they're kind of you know after ten years, they're starting to become their own. Yeah, which for is sure. great, which is it fantastic. Is. So another thing that they're opening, well, like I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna go through this like chronologically how they want to open everything. So okay, the Ant Man attraction is 2018, and for all this stuff, we don't have exact dates. They just have they they just say 2018. They don't, they, like we don't know exact dates at all. Um, they're gonna be building this new Adventureland show place. Which yes. is going to be like this interactive live show with Moana. Oh, my God. So that looks really cool. The artwork for it looks really, really nice. It looks beautiful. Yeah. I. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, actually. Doesn't it? It looks so vibrant, you know? It does. It does. I I have no idea what they're going to do with it, but we'll, we'll see. Um, and then in 2019... Sleeping Beauty Castle is going to be completely transformed 
into its own original castle. So um, they aren't tearing it down. They're just building upon what's there already. That's kind of cool. So they're transforming it. And then besides transforming the castle, they're also redoing the entire hub area too. So there's going to be... It like looking at the at the concept art, it looks like they're gonna go the route of what Shanghai Disneyland looks like. Like their like their forecourt in front of the castle. There's a moat and there's like kind of like this garden area with seat like standing area for seating and stuff. Wow. It looks like it's gonna be phenomenal. And there's supposed to be daytime entertainment, nighttime entertainment, stage shows. Did you see the the artwork for the stage show where it has yes. like the show going on and then it has like in the moat area like a boat going by? Oh my mm-hmm. god. Mm-hmm. Come mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. This is too Hong much. Kong, Hong Kong is like Hong Kong is you know, I don't even have words. <laughs> it just looks so <laughs> awesome, right? I'm yeah. excited. I'm like I I love Hong Kong as it is right now. I think it's a fun park. It's, you know, it's a small park. It's very relaxed. It's very laid back. You know, uh, a very it's different. Not, you know, like, I know we keep saying it's a small park. It's not a small park anymore, though. It's, it's no, growing. it's getting bigger. It's getting pretty big. It's not a one-day park for sure anymore. No, it's definitely, like, it's up there. Like, I would say, like, a day and a half to two days. I would do two days. Yeah. Like, yeah, two days is definitely, you know the minimum you you want to do this park because with all the entertainment and all the things where you can interact with cast members and all the attractions now you know and a lot of like unique attractions it's definitely it's definitely getting up there that you want to spend more and more time you oh, know yeah. the hotels the dining that dim sum um at the hong kong disneyland hotel hello you have to take time out of your day for that it, i mean it's just there's so much to do <clears throat> And then after the castle, 2020, there's going to be a Frozen-themed area. It's going to be Frozen Land or whatever. And it's supposed to go in the back of the park, kind of beside where It's a Small World is. Wow. <laughs> and from what I read, um, this was like I, I translated it from Cantonese. So there might be some mistranslation here. But so they're going to be getting a Frozen Ever After attraction, which is the one... That they have in Epcot, yeah, Walt Disney World, but they're using the technology from the Pirates of the Caribbean from Shanghai. So it's going to be totally different then. Yeah, because so like I that think... Shanghai ride is supposed to be like a monster ride, right? Oh, it is. It, it yeah, that that ride is phenomenal. Oh my so gosh! If they're adding that to Frozen, I have no idea what they're going to do with that. Wow! Like it sounds like yeah, they're they're going all like they're going all out for this. Um, and that's scheduled to open in 2020. And that's going to be around the same time when Beauty and the Beast opens here in Tokyo. So there's there's going to be a lot to do in 2020. I know. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. It's like, where, where to go first? Which is opening first? You know. Yeah, exactly. Because they're both right? going to be, like, phenomenal. Like, the Beauty and the Beast is, like, the super high-budget attraction. The, mm-hmm. the Frozen attraction sounds like it's also going to be pretty high-budget. So... Wow, what what a great time for Disney fans on this side of the world, you know, and oh, and yeah. also like stateside as well because you have so much going on there with Star Wars Land and and the new um, uh, what is it the the one with the blue people, <laughs> Avatar, <laughs> Avatar Land, the blue people, you know. I mean, it's a great time for Disney fans in general, you know. It's great, oh, wonderful. 
Yeah. Competition is a good thing. It is. It really is. And then um, there's supposed to be like some recreation center of some kind supposed to open up in 2021, but we don't really know what that is. Um, And then nothing in 2022, but then in 2023, um, there's supposed to be an Avengers attraction where the old um, Autotopia was in Hong Kong Disneyland. Oh, that's a big area. Yeah, it is going to cover it all. And Autotopia always had a really slow queue. So yeah. a new attraction could really work there. Like, this is going to turn Hong Kong Disneyland... Like, by 2023, this park is going to probably turn into, like, a three-day park. For for real. Like, like there's, there's so much stuff that they're packing into this. And they also have, like, the uh, third hotel just opened up. Which you're going to be staying at, right? Oh, yeah. I'm staying there next month. Oh, my gosh. And then... Well, and and if you look at the map for where the hotels are, uh-huh. there is there is room for another hotel. And 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 maybe they might open another park in the future, you know? Yeah, like you who knows what's going to happen with Hong Kong, but right now it's it's a good time. <laughs> um uh I know a, a lot of people have been asking about the castle, like and when like when they're going to start the construction. We don't know. They haven't said anything yet, so I would try and get there probably within the next year before it goes away, before it, whatever they do to it, to you know cover it up and start working on it. So, right, that to castle, get that, that Disneyland castle, but with the mountains in the background, right? Yeah, yeah. So, it's going to be changing very, very soon. <laughs> it's exciting. It really is. And change, yeah, change can be a good thing, and I think for Hong Kong, this is this is really kind of their moment to to shine and create their own you know their parks already have their own personality but kind of like to push that further oh yeah there's like with the opening of um mystic manor and the grizzly gulch yeah mine train i can never remember the name of that attraction it's too long (laughs) but anyway that grizzly minecart attraction and then toy story land of course like they added all that in there because that never used to be there and with the Iron Man experience and all this stuff, like it's just, there's a lot to do in Hong Kong. There is. I mean, and, and besides the park, the city itself and yes, the surroundings is, it's great. You know, it's a so, wonderful city. It's kind of like taking like Tokyo and condensing it even more. It is <laughs> in a nuts, sense. man. Those skyscrapers and then like the mountains. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. And the food. Hello. I can't yeah. eat anything right now, but I'm back <laughs> on my diet. But oh my gosh, Hong Kong. It calls me. It calls me. <laughs> yes. Like after after visiting Tokyo, you definitely need to go to Hong Kong because Hong Kong is up there. You don't. Huh. Don't be afraid. Like I know people get freaked out like coming to Asia, like language issues and everything. But, you know, Tokyo is very easy. Hong Kong, even more easy. There's like English everywhere. Um, go, take, go, to be, be adventurous, guys. Go and enjoy it because you, yes. you will enjoy it. I promise you. Yes, you will. Trust us. You will. All right. So that's it for the news. Um, we'll move on to our crowd forecast because I really want to talk about Nemo. So we're going to breeze through this. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> sorry, crowd, right. sorry, crowd forecast fans. <laughs> Well, we get our crowd forecast information from tdrnavi.jp. They have crowd forecasts and predictions up to six months in advance. And they also have it in English, which is pretty awesome. So this is for the week of May 8th. And this is one of the best times to be visiting right now. 
or sorry, on May 8th, after May 8th is the <laughs> best time to visit because Golden Week is over and everyone is back to school, back to work. So the parks are empty. It's the low 30s all week. And the Saturday is going to be, you know, a typical Saturday. It's going to be busy, but it's not going to be like super busy. You know, it's a weekend. The weekends are always busy regardless. But during the week, it is going to be slow and you can ride probably everything two or three times. It's wonderful. And the weather is perfect right now as well before we get into the rainy season in June. So it's a beautiful time to be visiting right now. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this Saturday is like in the 80s, right? Yeah. Like what was um what was the day that we went to the parks? Like what was it forecast as? Uh, we went yes two days ago yesterday. Yeah. Uh, this was hit capacity is what they were predicting. Okay, but it didn't. It no, it was nowhere near capacity. It felt it felt like a normal weekend. It felt like the sat like it felt like what it's predicting for this Saturday. Yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Like yeah, both of us were in the parks. If people haven't guessed that, uh, <laughs> we went on one of the days that it was predicted to be at capacity, but it. It definitely wasn't because if it was at capacity, I wouldn't have been able to get in with my two park pass. Was Disneyland at capacity? Because I feel like like the reports coming out of Disneyland seemed like it was more crowded. It was more crowded, but it wasn't at capacity. I went there after Disney Sea and I got in just fine. Okay, cool. So not so okay, so here's my theory about Golden Week. And and maybe we've talked about this on the podcast before, but like, do you feel the same way that people get so freaked out about Golden Week that they panic and because they think it's going to be crowded and it's supposed to be crowded, but then it's not as crowded as you think it's going to be? A, a little bit, yeah. Right? Because um, it's been a few years. Like, and like, because I, I didn't used to go at all, but I went a couple of years ago with friends. And then I think I went last year, maybe again with friends. It's weird. And then this year I went with you. And I always, I'm always like, I'm always prepared for it to be like wall to wall people where you can't move, you know, like a capacity, capacity day. And it's not as bad as I think it's going to be like every time I've been. Yeah, it it hasn't been bad. Like I've been a few years ago. It, it Like, I guess I, I went on a capacity day when they first had Frozen, when they first introduced the Frozen uh, fantasy in 2015 yeah. i i went on a capacity and that was not fun no like you want to leave fun you want to leave I, as yeah. soon as you walk in you're like nope and you want to turn around and, and just get out but yeah like golden week has not been like that at all um like granted the attraction wait times were high yeah like, you know like like, like Pooh's Pooh's honey hunt was like almost two hours right. and toy story mania was at three hours like that's kind of expected Mm-hmm. But it wasn't so busy where it's like you couldn't move. Like it, it was, it wasn't. It was busy, but it wasn't unbearable. Right, right. I so, agree. So either it, it it's not as crowded, or we're just so used to it that we're just oblivious now. No, but. no, because you know, on a capacity day, you cannot even move. Mm-hmm. You know, you know that feeling like it's like, oh, <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do. I totally do. Yeah. <laughs> and the weather was gorgeous. So it was not the weather. The weather was beautiful this week. Also, there's like, like, there's a lot of stuff going on in the city as well. Yeah. Like for Golden Week. There's just so like there, there is a Disney art event, like the art of animation event or something that's going on. Mm-hmm. There's also a Marvel event going on as well. Like a Marvel, like a, 
um, exhibit or whatever. I went there twice. So, so like, that's probably drawing a lot of crowds out of the parks as well. No, but those you know, things, like, that's whole... every year, Chris. Like, it's going to but you know. No, but I'm just saying there's stuff going on. So people are like, well, I can go to the parks or I can go to this. I'm going to go to this instead. So I, I think that's probably part of it. Because, you know, people have seen Fashionable Easter two years ago. So oh, for like, sure. Eh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go do this instead. Or, you know, things like that. So That, yeah, I, I totally understand. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we were, both of us were at the parks. And um, we tried to eat at Magellan's because one of our listeners, Abdullah, thank you very much. She pledged uh, the $75 for us to eat. And she wanted us to eat at Magellan's. We tried, but it was booked up. And we even tried there like at night or sorry at ten a.m. They still wouldn't let us in, which was kind of weird. But I guess like they were really really booked up. And so we'll we're keep gonna... checking. Trust us. Yeah, we'll get a revenge trip, Abdullah. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We will we'll be there. We will go there and we will eat it and then we will talk about it. So. Don't lose faith just yet. <laughs> and I'm, I actually went to guest relations and I, I went and I talked with them. I'm like, look, you know, I don't like to complain about things and I am sorry for making a complaint. But I just, you know, wanted to let you guys know if you can just make a note of it or whatever that, you know, for for people like foreign foreign visitors from other countries, it's like a really like negative feeling that, you know, it's. It's basically because the reservation system is all in Japanese, it's impossible for people that don't speak it or read it as a native language to make a reservation, you know, and, and it's it's a shame because the old system used to have standby lines. And apparently, really recently, I think within the past few weeks, they've reinstated like a can they call it a cancellation line now. Um, so you can wait in line to see if there's a cancellation but it's not for all the restaurants they have it for Di Canaletto and Sakura and I think Sailing Day Buffet Um, but I guess not for the SS Columbia or for uh, Magellan's Lounge yet I don't know if they would reinstate it for those or not Um, and I said another issue is that there have been people like doing online auctions for the priority seating times which is like really you know uh, you know so I told her like look um you know it's a shame that the it's not available for people of other countries to make reservations you know and you feel like almost like a second class citizen you know so I mean I you know the lady said oh you know like the you know thanks and that she would talk to the restaurant management you know and I said, you know, thank you for your time. Like, I'm not a, com- I don't like to complain at the parks. I never, I, I very, I can count like on one hand the number of times I complain. I think it's like maybe two times and I never do. And I just thought it was kind of like, it's kind of an issue right now, I think, especially now that there's so many foreign guests. Other than that, it was fantastic. I mean, beautiful weather, not as crazy crowds as we thought, even though it was, you know, pretty crowded. Um, you know, a lovely day. Yeah, the weather was very nice. <laughs> um, just to kind of um reiterate the whole dining reservation thing. So, um, just to kind of recap, just so um, if anyone hasn't listened to all the podcasts, just so you know they aren't freaking out about the whole table service thing. Um, table service restaurants require uh reservations ahead of time, and if you're staying at one of the Disney hotels. So the Tokyo Disneyland Hotel, Mir Costa Hotel, uh, 
Disney Ambassador and also the what's the other one celebration hotel there we go uh you can make your reservations for table service restaurants online in english with your reservation so there's no problems there the issue becomes when you're not a hotel guest um unless you can speak or read japanese they have online reservations but it's only in japanese unfortunately and that's kind of cumbersome if you can't read it obviously um but you can make in-park reservations the day of, which they start taking at 10 a.m. And this works like 99% of the time. It's just we were kind of unlucky this time around. And I think just because Magellan's is such a popular restaurant and it was Golden Week, it just, you know, a lot of people want to eat there, right? So I think it was just like a combination of things that we couldn't get in. So um, I guess what I'm trying to say is don't freak out too much or don't be too concerned. Um, you can more than likely still get a reservation the day of if you do it right at 10 a.m. And it's not like a super, super busy day, like a weekend or something like that. But hopefully in the future, they, you know, have online reservations for everyone available in English, not just Japanese, because they need to do that. <laughs> or at least have a standby line like they used to do, because yeah. there was no issues with that. If you were patient you could absolutely get in. And I think it's a shame that they stopped that. Yeah. And um, just by what you were telling me after you talked to guest services, they're slowly starting to add that back in. So hopefully all the restaurants end up like that again. It would be nice. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's talk about Sea Rider. Okay. Let's Nemo do this. and Friends Sea Rider. So, just to preface this for everyone, there's going to be spoilers, just so you know. So, there you go. <laughs> so, Nemo and Friends Sea Rider. Oh, my goodness. So, it, this opens on... Uh, when does it open? May 12th. <laughs> opens on May 12th. And you and I both got to ride it during soft opening. We did. And so, what did you think? What did you think of this attraction? Okay, so should we like should we go through like different like how should we start? What should we start with? Um, let's start with the, let's start with the exterior. Sure. Let's okay. Start um, exterior, I think, uh, very vibrant colors. Does clash with the theme of the land, which is very Art Deco ish style. This is not Art Deco style, but that's fine. It you know you don't pay attention to that. It looks very lovely on its own. Um, the covers, I really so there's like these cute covers that cover where the line is. Um, and Chris, you know, the mm-hmm. weather in, in uh, Tokyo is not always the best weather. We have rainy seasons. We have snow weather sometimes. Uh, we have hot, sunny summers. So um, I really think it was fantastic that they added a cover to the queue. Oh, yeah. I think it was a very smart idea because with Storm Rider, they didn't yeah. have that. They just had like those cheap umbrellas. Yeah, much needed. And they also moved the majority of the queue like kind of in between where Sea Rider is and um, Aquatopia. So it's kind of like in this little out of the way area where before it would go out into Lost River Delta and it would create this like nasty bottleneck and when it does get more crowded it does still kind of go out there but the majority of the queue is moved over to the side which is great yeah I, like i kind of wonder why they didn't have that for storm rider like why the queue was the way it was for storm rider 
like the way they have it now makes so much more sense. I know. Well, remember, Disney Sea did not used to be as di- as busy as it is now. It used to be quite empty. So that's true. Like they didn't really need it before, right? Uh, that yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, but yeah, but yeah, the like the exterior, I like it. I think it's it's beautiful. There's a beautiful mural on the outside, and I like that. You know, if you like, if you don't look at it too closely, it just looks like a bunch of fish. But if you start paying attention to the detail, mm-hmm. you could tell a lot. Of, like a lot of the fish are shapes of the characters, which I think is really nice. So you can like you can find Nemo, Dory, Hank. Like you can find all these different characters as like these silhouettes on the mural, which I think is really nice. Yeah, sure. Um, I quite like that. What do you What do you think about the cast costume? I like that it doesn't say Nemo and Friends Sea Rider on it. I like that it says Marine Life Institute. Oh yeah, for sure. I think that's really cute, and it's it, it's blue, it's simple. I don't know. It fits. I don't know. I, like I, I'm not, I'm not a person that really pays attention to the cast costumes all that much, so I don't really have that much of an opinion on it. What What about you? What do you think about them? I really like it. I think that it's very high quality materials that they used. Um, the textiles look really really nice. Um, the colors. Uh, are suit really suitable to for the attraction very vibrant very like very classy looking um i love the caps i want one for myself i wish they sold them <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i think the costumes are a plus i think they did a really great job with those oh well good <laughs> they are nice they they are very nice I, I have to give them that they are i love cast costumes i'm like i'm kind of like it's like the stupidest detail but i really i really enjoy seeing what they come up with it's one of those things that it kind of helps tell, like, tell the uh, story of what's happening with the attraction. It makes it feel, I guess, more authentic or more, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Detailed or whatever. <laughs> it, it, it takes you and it puts you in that story, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like, definitely with it, with the, it's saying Marine Life Institute on it. I, I quite like that. I'm a big fan of that. And um, so going going back to like the exterior again one more time, I like that they kept the submarine races. Like so, you know, oh, yeah. like in the water. So if, if you've never been there before in the water, if you look at the water while you're in the queue, you'll see these little bubbles like zip by. And what this is, is like the submarines are racing under the water. And I like that they kept that in. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Oh, so... Did you notice something on one of the uh, uh, docked submarines? What's that? I noticed something on them when I was waiting in line. What did you notice? So one of them has the numbers, and I'm probably going to get this wrong because I don't remember the exact, like, which format they use, but there's numbers on the side that says 05122017. What's that? May 12, 2017. Oh. The day that it opens. Which I think is really cool. <laughs> That's cool. It was either it, it was either 0512-2017 or 2017-0512. I can't remember which way they had it, but that was on one of the summer ranchers. I think was really was a really nice touch. Okay, that's I pretty cool. That, I think that was really cool. It's cute. So you get in the queue, you go um towards the attraction entrance. And when you walk up, you have like this silver um, kind of like, what would you call it? The silver. Like, like sp- 
spiral of metal. Yeah. That <laughs> like looks a, like fish. Right? Like you have like this silver um like sculpture of fish like uh like kind of like swimming in like um yeah, like you said, like kind of like a spiral, right? And um that looks really cool. And if you if if you pay attention in there, you can actually see the characters from Finding Nemo in there too. So there's like little silhouettes. You can Nemo and his dad Marlin and Dory and there's uh, there's a couple other characters in there as well, which I think is really cute. And um, and there's some something else <gasps> hiding in there. There's some, yeah. There's oh, a, but there's a, are we gonna save that? There's a little hidden something something. We'll we'll save that for the park too. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of hidden, if you look also um on the along the train tracks, you'll spot one of uh, Nemo's and Dory's friends, um, Hank. Yeah, so um, I think we talked about this before, where Hank and Dory were hanging out kind of where the uh, fast passes were for Storm Rider. Uh-huh. They're kind of hanging out there for, I don't know how many months, four or five months or whatever. Then all of a sudden, he's gone. Like, one day, <laughs> it was gone. We're like, where'd he go? They, they like, took him out. Why? Yeah. Well, it turns out um, he's hanging out on the railroad, or sorry, the train tracks. And he's <laughs> kind of like, blending in there. Yeah, he's, like, trying to run away or something. I don't know. I thought it was really cute. <laughs> It's really cool. Like, and you, it's not something you notice right away. And you're like, oh my gosh, what's he doing up there? Yeah. Like, well, you know. hey, what are you doing? Where's Dory? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause he doesn't have Dory for whatever reason. I wonder where did Dory go? Mm-hmm. <gasps> and speaking oh, of like the, the fast pass, what do you think of the fast pass? Like, I guess it, it was basically just a new paint job, right? Yeah. It looks the same as Storm Riders, just, you know, updated, matches the colors of the building and everything. So, it's, right. It's fast passes, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, so actually, I know where Dory is. Where is There's actually, um, they just set this out, I think, last week. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a bunch of the characters are out, like, on the rocks. Right by the Horizon Bay restaurant. So there's Dory and all them. They're, like, in the water. And then there's also the otters having our cuddle party. (laughs) Yeah, so there's a, like, a bunch of those characters are just around, and it's so cute. Oh, my God. Okay, so that's something to look out for, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think about anything else in the exterior. I think, oh, um, the new shop. Should we talk about that? It's a cute shop. I mean, it's the same shop as before, except it's got Nemo goods. And there's screens in there, too, like LCD screens mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that play, like, little adverts to advertise like marine life institute and stuff that's pretty which cool kind of, which i think is kind of cute um so yeah once you get through the queue then you go into the pre-show area so like if if you've ever been on storm rider basically this kind of follows the the same pattern like you go into the pre-show things happen then you go into the the uh, cabin ride the ride and then you leave so it's, it still follows that that exact same flow right um, kind of. They stream. They streamlined it a lot. Yeah. Um. So Storm Rider was a pretty. It was an opening day attraction, and it was pretty complex, right? You had a cast member, and they were communicating to the audience, not only looking at the audience like face to face, but also communicating through screens. So they would do a lot of camera interaction, 
um, during the explanation. And they'd also have to move around a lot because they'd have to walk down a walkway uh, one direction, then the other direction, go up the stairs and then kind of like act out a scene, right? So it involved a lot more acting on the cast member's part and the spiel uh, was a bit longer. Um, And uh, there was also a few more props uh, during the pre-show. So the pre-show has been streamlined a lot, which I think in... In some ways, for the cast member, it makes it a lot easier for them, which is a good thing for them. Um, and it it works. It works for the attraction. It's very cute. Uh, it's a nice little pre-show. Um, is it the same level as Storm Rider? I would say no, but it, that's fine because it's a different attraction and it works for this attraction, I think. So let's, let's talk about what the pre-show is. Sure. <laughs> um... So there's, well, essentially the pre-show is made to explain what the Marine Life Institute is doing. And essentially, um, like, none of this is in English, um, unfortunately. Um, I wonder if they're going to have story cards. Um, See, this is the thing that I, I don't understand. Like, this is my only complaint about the pre-show. Because I can deal with them streamlining it. I think it's fine. I think it works better for the cast members, which is always good because they have a tough enough job as it is. Um, I with all the screens that they have in the pre-show, I don't understand. Subtitles. Yeah, it's so easy to just add stru- uh, like very subtle subtitles running along the bottom. And while it is very visual, um, it's also um, it's also very story heavy. So it would be nice to have for the people that are from other countries, like maybe like in um, in Chinese, because we have so many Chinese tourists in English at least like in at least those two kind of languages because we have so many guests from those countries like kind of just running subtly along the bottom of the of the images as they go you know yeah that's true um so essentially the story is um the marine life institute wants to have people like interact with fishes by going in these submarines that look like a fish right and they talk about well the only problem is the submarine is way too big so it scares off all the fish so you can't interact with the fish you can't see them or anything like that so they came up with this uh, new mineral or whatever you want to call it uh, and they called it chisiminium I don't know I can how, to never say remember how to say it yeah whatever it, 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 it's this made up name anyway so what it does is it shrinks whatever it touches to the size of a fish right when it's so, activated with electricity yeah, so they activate it, and then everything inside the fish also shrinks as well. So the audience shrinks, and then you can you know swim around with the fishes, and you can be their friends, and it's you know everyone's happy, yay! So <laughs> that's essentially what the pre-show is talking about, and then they give a demonstration on how it works. I like the demonstration, which I think this is the coolest part because I've watched it five times. And I still can't figure out how they do it exactly, I've, which it, like, what kind of shows how good they do it. I figured it out. I'm pretty sure I know how it does it. You but, know like, how you can... it does it. <laughs> you know how it does it. So, so essentially what they do is they have like this large size um, sea rider vehicle mm-hmm. inside this aquarium in the middle of the room. And then they they activate the lasers or whatever, the electricity that activates the chisiminium. And then there's like a flash and there's like bubbles in the aquarium going up and everything. There's lights everywhere. And then all of a sudden the bubbles go away and then the little submarine is super tiny. 
size of a little fish. It's really cute. It's really cute. It's really well done. If you don't pay attention, you're not going to see how they do it. You can figure it out, you guys. Okay, yeah. can we talk about the scientists got a little dumber for this attraction? <laughs> so we go to like these, we go from these scientists who are coming up with solutions to like real world serious problems. And then I guess when they got rid of the Stormrider scientists and they replaced them with the Marine Institute, like the Marine Institute scientists, look, not the brightest scientists in the crayon box. They're like, oh my God, we can't. We can't study the fish because we're too big and we scare them. It's like you guys, you're scientists. You can figure out. You can figure it out. So like, uh, we have to shrink ourselves. I'm like, okay, that's your solution. Okay, all right. <laughs> but it's a cute. Enough. It's it's a cute story. It's super. It is ridiculously cute. But oh the scientists goodness. got a little dumber. <laughs> so. So yeah. Um, Let's talk about the like the actual ride itself. Can but I yeah, can I say you, that I actually you, really love this ride? Yes, you can. And I agree. I really, really love this ride. And what makes the ride is the movie. Because you feel like you're in Finding Dory, Finding Nemo. Like you feel like you're in that movie. Which I think is awesome because they like obviously they got the people that did the movies, the actual movies, to do the movies for this attraction like it's just it's it's fantastic and i love it it's like it's it's so cute it's it's ridiculously adorable like i want to go ride it again (laughs) i want to go ride it right now that's what i want to do i like it it's it's really cute i love um i like the characters you know i like the repeatability the repeatability is really nice because they have multiple scenes yeah, they do, <laughs> which I think, which I think, kind of makes the ride as well. Like it just it 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 takes the ride one step further because they could have easily just had like one or two movies, yeah, and just like you know, shuffled through that and called it a day. No, 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 no. I rode this thing five times, and you rode it what two, three times? No, I only rode it two because I had friends visiting from out of town, All right. and it was okay, enough so. that I could get them on two times. But they were so happy. I'm the crazy one, so I went on five times. <laughs> And I did not see the same thing twice. Well, I sorry, I I didn't see the exact same movie twice. So like, there's scenes that are swapped out and changed and stuff like that. But it's so seamless that you kind of like second guess yourself. Like, did I see that last time? That's true. Have I seen this before? Like, yeah. There's there's a couple times I'm like, I'm pretty sure I didn't see that, but that was the same, but that wasn't. So there's there's like very subtle things that are changed in the mm-hmm. movie as well. So it's not. It's not like Star Tours, where Star Tours, it's very obvious where they change the right, movie. Right, right. Because, you know, going to hyperspace, you're somewhere else. Hyperspace, you're somewhere else. Uh-huh. No, with this, they swap out the most subtle of things. Like, one character will talk one time. The next time, they're not even there. Someone else will talk. Yeah, I, so, I think... So there's always, this, there's always this different dialogue happening, which I think is fantastic. I think that's one of the things that they really, really did a good job with. Because it's so seamless like you said that if you let's say you don't even know um if you don't know that it's a different attraction each time like you won't notice the cuts of where they where they start the new section and i thought that was really really well done yeah like even like like i guess there's like one part in it that you know okay yeah that's where they would have transitioned over but it was just so well done and it wasn't so abrupt either it's 
the uh, scene where they're in the uh, EAC. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so like you know, that's kind of obvious. That's going to happen. Like when you know, once you finally get out of it, it's going to be a different scene. But it doesn't matter. It's so well done. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> and and even that, like we, because we only did it two times. The first time we we're like, okay, oh, okay, all right. I wonder if they're going to do it again. And then um, they do, and you're like, oh, okay, it's a scene. But then it's a totally different character that you're interacting with, and it's like, oh, my gosh. And you don't even notice it at first. You're like, oh, that is so, it's so smooth the way they do it. Yeah, it feels like that is, like, one movie. Like, it doesn't feel uh-huh. like it was all pieced together. It doesn't. It doesn't. And it's so it's so fluid, and it's really, really nice. Like, they they did such a wonderful job with that, like. It's fantastic. <laughs> it really is. Um, one of my favorite things is... So, um, I sat in the front and also in the back. Mm-hmm. I much prefer sitting in the back. Oh, really? Okay. Because because you can see everything. Because ah. there's actually screens on the ceiling. Right. So, like, like if, if you're sitting too close to the front, it's, it's really hard to see the ceiling, right? Because you're too close. But if you're back, you can see it. And if you pay attention, um, you can actually see, like, different fish, like, floating around there and, like, swimming uh-huh. by and stuff. And they're, like, you know, peeking in, like, inside the uh, submarine. They're like, oh, what's going on in there? Yeah. Kind of thing. So I think I think that's really clever and cute. And and, and like, you, like you were saying, again, be, like, according to the scene, it's also very seamless. So you have the action going on in front of you and it connects all around you through those overhead screens and it's just mm-hmm. so smooth like they did such a phenomenal job at that editing and that kind of figuring out okay this character is out of the screen and they're moving this way and you can see them like on the sides kind of following the action and mm-hmm. they paid so much attention to detail it's just so well made yeah yeah like this this made the attraction yeah. it really did like even if they like if they were to like cut out the pre-show like it like let's just say you know hypothetically they didn't do that at all this attraction would still be awesome without the pre-show I, I think but obviously it's the pre-show it does it does it definitely does but if they took it out like if it wasn't there this attraction would still be fantastic mm, maybe it is and that's i'm sticking to that so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um what else? Oh, so I I guess like motion sickness. Let's talk about that really quick. I um, don't get motion sickness, so I can't comment on this. I don't know. So like for me, I, I get motion sick really easily. And I was a little worried that this was going to happen because, you know, it's a screen. And I was thinking, oh, like, the original um, Storm Rider, I got a little sick, but not too mm-hmm, bad. Mm-hmm. So I was a little leery about finding like the Sea Rider. I, I wasn't too sure. But I wasn't I, like I didn't get any motion sickness whatsoever. Good. So it was fine. It was totally fine for me, which is good. <laughs> awesome. Um, what else can we talk about Let for me this? See. Let me look at my notes. Da 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 da. da. High rewritability, costumes, love, new screens. Oh, the screen is so much clearer right now. So it is super clear. Super it's like you're clear. watching. It's like you're watching like it on blu-ray like you're watching a blu-ray movie that's what it feels like and it was very much needed because the screens from storm rider they were looking pretty long in the tooth so these it's yeah. beautiful right now oh yeah 
beautiful, phenomenal. Love it. Um, one thing that a lot of people were asking about, do, does it keep the old effects from Storm Rider? Um, no, it's a different attraction. Things, So it's kind of interesting. Usually in a Disney attraction, things go horribly wrong. And I guess you do yeah. have a scene where things go a little like, oh, no, it's a little, something might happen. You know, like depending on what, what you know, scene you're in. But um, it doesn't go that wrong that something breaks into the submarine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know? I don't think that would go over too well if the submarine it, broke while we're in the ocean. It wouldn't fit the story. So that no. that is that element is missing. You don't have the in-room effects that you used to have. Um, so if, if you were wondering about that, no, that is not there anymore. It's it's just Except, uh, it's this, it's overhead screens and it's the main screen in front of you. And yes, you're it, right. There is the water effect, but I mean, which is weird. Like, yeah. How's that water getting in the submarine? That's what I want to know. That's a safety concern. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. These scientists are playing fast and loose, Chris. They're shrinking people like left and right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess. Yeah, I guess I probably shouldn't question that. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the realism aspect for this attraction is not really there or not so important. So that's fine. That's true. That's you very know? true. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing that I thought was super cute and clever was when dory comes up to you mm-hmm. and like okay so i guess i guess we didn't really explain all the fish don't really know that you're not a fish they all think you're a fish yeah they all think you're a fish they're like oh it's a new friend yay so like none of them know that you're like the submarine that was shrinked to the size of a fish yeah so dory comes up and she's like oh what's your name and then she like sees the name like on the side of the ship she's like and like this is in Japanese, but she's trying to say sea. Like, well, she says sea rider. She's like, oh, she rider, and then she's like, Sheila. We're gonna call you Sheila. <laughs> so she ba- so she basically just shortens the word sea rider to Sheila. So then everyone calls you Sheila for the rest of the attraction, which I think is cute. I think it's really cute. Yeah, it's a really good like play on words what they did with that. I thought it was clever. Can we talk about scenes like scenes that were in the attraction, or should we not? go into that yeah why not we already been this far okay let's do it okay so um what scenes did you see um i saw the well the beginning one it's hard to really pinpoint because they're also subtly different Mm -hmm. so there's like one where you kind of go to the left and then there's like the the whole school you know with the uh stingray teacher right right like he's there and they're like oh we're gonna go off blah 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 whatever and there's another one where you go to the right and you like run like you meet dory then you run into the the fish that keeps the its kids in its mouth Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like spits them out and everything and then they find hank and they're like oh let's go somewhere or whatever and then they go into the eac so like those ones are kind of hard to pinpoint because they they change so subtly yeah on those um and then in the eac I think they change it in there too, like they what do. the characters say. Okay, because I, like, so much was going on, I couldn't keep it all straight. <laughs> no, but they so do. Yeah. That. Yeah, like, uh, what's his name? Squirt, Squirt. the little that was turtle? cute. That was so. I laughed when he was like he like goes up to Nemo and he like headbunts him. He's like, "Hey, Nemo!" <laughs> headbunts him. And then he turns to us, headbunts us, and the whole room shakes. And he's like, "Oh, dude, <laughs> <laughs> your head is so hard," you know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then after you get out of the EAC, there's like the big like this is you know where they obviously change like uh, between like major scenes, right? Major things that happen. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, there's the jumping jellyfish one. Yeah, I saw that one. From, which is from the original movie, Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. And then there's the part with the squid. Oh, that was really cool. I kind of like the squid part more. I did too. The, the squid one was fun. It was a little like, like, intense, I guess. But you know, like this this attraction's not really intense anyway. But you know, for a kids one, is you know, it's a little bit intense, but not that bad. It was it was it was fun. Yeah. Was there another one? I only did two times, and those are the two that I saw. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling there was another one, but Wait, I can't remember. You mentioned you saw the shark, so it might have been the sharks. <sighs> if if they do that in that part, I'm not sure what part they do it in. I can't remember now. I have to write it again. Oh, have, oh, oh no. What a pity. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have to go and do it again. Oh, oh, I want to write it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so okay, so that there's that. Um, can we talk about... The little sea, what are the sea? What are they called? Sea otters? Yeah, the little otters. Oh my, yes. Oh my oh, god! How can I forget that scene? That's there's my favorite party. part. There's a cuddle party scene. Uh, oh, I want to just so live good. in that scene. Oh, and then there's um the part where you're actually trying to get home. Yeah. So there's the one where you actually end up being sucked up into like the the was it the hand touching pool or whatever it is the you know where the kids yeah. The kids are the all putting stuff. their hands in the... Okay, wouldn't it be kind of cool? Because that takes place outside. Wouldn't it be kind of cool if, like, outside they have, like, maybe in the summer, like, a temporary, like, hand-touching pool? <laughs> wouldn't that be kind of cool? <laughs> for real fish, maybe? Yeah, no, for real, yeah. Well, that'd be kind of neat. That would be really neat. Um, and also in that scene, that's when Darla makes her appearance. Yeah, that was that was a little scary. She was in there... Um, and she's like shaking, like shaking the bag because you're like in a bag. She's like, wake up. Ah! <laughs> and, you know, of course, the whole room is shaking everything. And yeah. then Hank is there to save the day. Thanks, and he Hank. like throw, throws you back into the ocean. And then uh, what's the what's the bird's name? The one with the weird. Oh, Be- Becky. Uru, Becky. Becky. Yeah. It's Becky. Yeah. So like Becky's there and they like save everybody and everything. And oh, yeah. So cute. And too. then. The uh, seals are there. They they make an appearance. Oh, the, the seals, seals were there too. Yeah, <laughs> and the whales. The whales were there. Oh yeah, the the beluga whale uh-huh. and um, the other destiny and yeah uh, her. What's the other guy? The other guy, the the ooh, ooh, guy. guy. <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, he was there too. But they did such so, a really great job, like with the editing and putting all the scenes together. I mean, fantastic. It feels like you're part of the movie. It does. It really does. Which I think is fantastic because you know obviously we know pixar is good at storytelling yeah and it it shows in this like they did a phenomenal job it really shines it was not half-assed they did a really fantastic job yeah so thank you very much to everyone that worked on the attraction if some of you are listening (laughs) thank you very much uh we appreciate it and we're going to be riding it many many times over super fun so Sorry, go ahead. No, so I was like, I was thinking, I, was, I had friends visiting from overseas, and these were like Disney World friends. And um, they were saying, and I totally agree, like, I wonder if they were ever to put this attraction somewhere else, wouldn't it go so well in Epcot? It would, I think. It would be fantastic. Because the one in Epcot is just like a, a conveyor belt ride. It's really crappy. Whatever you want to yeah. call it. <laughs> the one in Epcot is not so good. But it would really fit into that area, you know? Yeah, Marine Life Institute and all and that. And you actually oh, yeah. have, like, the aquarium and everything, you know? That's true. That's true. 
Well, you never know. Maybe that's something they're working on. Who knows? That would be phenomenal. That would be. Um, and then once the attraction's over, sadly, it's over. You know, it has to end at some point. Um, there's cute posters outside. I love those That kind of tell you, like, telling you to, like, you know, save the ocean, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, they're cute posters. How could you not love them? There's a cuddle party on one of them. <laughs> that's my like, Come on. <laughs> How could you not love that? I think everybody loves the cuddle party. Like, come on. You have to love How it. How could you not? Even oh in goodness. Japanese, it was like a cute little saying. It was like, dakko wa dakko and chikyu mo dakko or something like that. It was like really cute. I was like, like, oh my God, I can't even, I can't even take it. <laughs> so overall, this attraction is great. Yeah. It's fun. The Pixar storytelling is top notch and it's exactly what we would expect from pixar you won me over disney darn you so like is this (laughs) the best attraction ever no i mean it's it's it stands it stands well on its own it does it really does it's not one of those that's like oh my god this is the best ride ever it's not like pirates of the caribbean at shanghai oh or or like you know like it's not like that at all but it's it stands on its own And it's a very family-friendly ride. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, for kids, I think this is a lot less scary than Storm Rider. So that should be a really good point for families. Like, probably the kids will ride it a lot more easily. You know, they won't be so scared of it. And it's one of those rides, everyone's going to love it. Like, even like if you're a kid, if you're a teenager, if you're an adult, if you're grandma and grandpa, like, everyone's going to love this ride. I think it's a very, very strong attraction. I don't know how it fits into the story of the land itself, but yeah, it's a little, it's a little loosey goosey. It's a little, yeah, it it sticks, it sticks out a little bit. You know, it's it's not, it's not kind of like seamlessly bending into the land, but as an attraction, like if you look at it as an attraction on its own, it's very, very strong, and I highly, highly recommend it. Yes, and when it opens on May 12th, um, expect it to be busy, and it's probably going to be busy for a while, so it'd be kind of interesting to see how this um, has the crowds move in the park. It's going to be interesting to see. Like, well, I mean... It's hard, it's hard to say, because like this attraction moves people quickly. That's the thing. It does. It fits a lot of people, which is great, but at the same time, like Disney Sea needs more attractions especially now that our entertainment is so severely cut and it's good that we have a new attraction but it's basically replacing an attraction that had the same capacity so we really really need more attractions to kind of give people more things to do a and then spread people out more b and i i think um soaring is going to help but unlike this attraction which Thank goodness it does take in a lot of people, which is fantastic. Soaring is it it takes in crowds a little slowly, so that's kind of like a concern for me. Hopefully, they have more vehicles in our soaring or has more seating capacity. We'll see what happens with that. But um, we need more attractions towards the back of the park. I think. Yeah, where Frozen Land should have been. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to say it, <laughs> but, but you know, yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, ex- Seriously. Can we get a Moana so, land since we're not getting frozen yeah, land? Come on. Come on. Yeah. We need just, us some Moana and some Maui and some Hey Hey. <laughs> some Hey Hey. hey. Um, no, but this is great. It's a great addition. Go ride it. Enjoy it. Um, the the dining for it looks really fun, too. That, that multicolored churro. 
looks oh, really yeah, fun. That, that's going to be fun. And we're going to be trying that. Don't worry. We're going to try about it. We'll, or try about it. We'll try it and we'll talk about it. I'll take a bite and give the rest to my oh. child. <laughs> so can I, can I say one thing? Yes. I'm really happy. Like, okay, so no offense to people that like this, but I'm really happy that they didn't stick the seagulls, the ones that say mine, outside this attraction. I'm happy they didn't do that. I, as I th- am I. <laughs> because I think... Because I think that's overdone. Yeah. And it's not really part of the like the whole Finding Dory. Like, I, I don't even think they're in Finding Dory, are they? I don't know. Or they're very small. I can't remember. Anyway, I'm just really happy that they're not there because, I don't know. I feel like... Something just, something just bugs me about them. I feel like there has to be a scene with them in the ride, though, right? Am I right? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we haven't seen it yet because they're such such big characters. Yeah. But I, yeah, I'm I'm just glad like there's not like these animatronic ones outside somewhere going mine, mine, yeah. mine, because that probably would have like really ruined it for me. Like in terms of you know, because like, uh, as we already said, um, this is kind of a stretch to fit in Port Discovery. Yeah. So to have those those seagulls there would have been like okay, come on. It would have been pu- <laughs> it would have been pushing it a little too much. But no, I think you're yeah. right. I think the way that they have it is as as good as they could have done it. You know. Um, mm. And yeah, with the seagulls, it would have pushed it. Yeah, a little, a little too much. A little, yeah. Taking you out a little too much. But um, and yeah. you know, like having Hank there. Hank is so subtle. He's so subtle. It just works. It just works. And and the fish, like you said, in the the by the Horizon restaurant, I didn't even notice. So I have to go back and look for those. Yeah, super cute, super adorable. So yeah, ride Sea Rider opens on May twelfth. Um, park tip. Well, this could we're we're gonna relate this to Sea Rider. We kind of gave it away. No, we didn't bit. say it yet. We didn't say it yet. We stopped oh, ourselves. What? Go. Okay, go ahead. Oh me. Ahead. Oh okay. So like you know how you were talking about like the queue and how you go before you go into the pre-show area. There's like this silver like sculpture mm-hmm. like of like mm-hmm. lots of fish swimming around. Um, there is a hidden mouse. Uh-huh. A hidden a hidden Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> There is. Can you find it? If you do, take a picture and send it to us on Twitter and let us know that you found it. Yay. Yay. I found it. Do I win anything? Um, <laughs> My respect. You already have oh. my respect, though, so. Uh, more <laughs> respect. I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. Mickey okay. props. That works for me. I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> and also... um. Just to kind of add to a park tip, like ride this attraction multiple times because the video does change. Absolutely. If, like if we haven't made that clear enough <laughs> over the last half an hour, um, yeah, ride it multiple times because you're not going to see the same thing twice more than likely. Oh my gosh, one more thing. We didn't talk Ooh, about that? this. I'm sorry. Okay, to go way, way back to the pre-show area. Did you yeah. not love like the water effect that they had kind of like go- like going on in the cute in the pre-show area kind of like Mermaid Lagoon where they re- they have like the water projection like around you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very nice and very subtle. It was so pretty. I like that. Man. Oh, and also yeah, yeah. um there's also like the uh, wallpaper had like, you know, um if 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 you ever been to like a actual aquarium, mm-hmm. you know, they'll have like um, life-size silhouettes of all the fish with the names of them in that. Yeah. So they do that th- there, and they have like you know the actual fish and stuff. But if you pay attention, mm-hmm. there's some of the character silhouettes on there. So they'll have like, oh, these are the clownfish, and it's like that's Nemo, and that's Marlin, <laughs> and like, and this is uh, 
what's Dory? A bluefin fish or something like that? Oh, no. Something like that. Yeah, anyway. So, like, there's a silhouette. It's like, well, that's obviously Dory. And, you know, like, there's, a, like, a bunch of the characters. So, like, while you're waiting in the pre-show, you can kind of sit there and try and find all the characters on the walls, which I think is really clever. Absolutely. All right, guys. We will stop talking. We'll stop gushing. Okay. okay. We're done. We're done. We're done. Just ride it. Make sure you ride it. Yes. All right. Uh, listener question. And this is not Finding Nemo related. That's okay. enough. <laughs> <laughs> so this comes from Dan. And they ask... We just booked two nights at the Sheraton Grand Tokyo Bay Hotel. Do you know if it's possible to drop our luggage off at the Disney Park and when the park closes, take it with us to the hotel? Um, well, you can lock it in a locker. There's lockers available at various places in the resort. There's lockers right, right at Myhama Station. There's lockers at both parks outside. There's also um, lockers inside as well, but they're not going to let you take in large pieces of luggage anyway. So you're best to just lock them outside the park. Um, But since you're staying at an official hotel, you can actually go to the Welcome Center, which is to the left of Myhama Station, and you can have your bag shipped to the hotel. So that's even better. So much easier, you guys. Yeah, so if you're staying at an official hotel, so the Sheraton um, and also the Hilton, and obviously any of the uh, any of the any of the deluxe Disney hotels, they don't do it for the Celebration Hotel, I'm pretty sure, um, and they will ship it to the hotel. So then when you check in, your bags are there; it's all good. And the Sheraton Hotel is so nice; it has really yes. great facilities. I think a really lovely Chinese restaurant. It's like really gorgeous food. The pool is beautiful um if you're if you're booked for the summer go and enjoy that i mean really really great so have a lot of fun you guys enjoy your hotel enjoy the parks enjoy japan yay Yay. and if you have any questions that you want to ask us on the show or if you have any suggestions or anything like that you can send it to us contact at tdrexplorer.com and hopefully we'll get it on the show um and if you're looking uh to buy tickets for the park or for other events in Tokyo, you can buy them through our affiliate Kluke, which also helps support the website and the podcast. So make sure you check it out. I'll have a link in the show notes. They have tickets for Tokyo Disney Resort, for Hong Kong Disneyland, Shanghai Disneyland, and also within Japan. They have stuff for, like, they even have tickets for Universal Studios Japan, Sanrio Land, uh, Fuji Q Highland, and I'm pretty sure they're going to have Legoland at some point. You know, like they have a lot of tickets on there, guys. And we also have a special offer code, and I'll put that in the show notes as well, that you can use to save off your first purchase, which is also awesome. So, because who doesn't love saving money? Like, come on, everyone loves to save money. <laughs> and you can use that money to buy more merchandise, right? Am I right? That's yeah, right. Sea right. Rider, Rider, <laughs> the Sea Rider merchandise is so cool. Yes, cute, the Sea Rider merchandise. Use oh, it my for goodness. That. <laughs> I know we promised we wouldn't talk about this anymore, but yeah, the Sea Rider merchandise is so cute. It is so cute. There's so much. <laughs> should we do an episode like, just on merch? We almost should. We should. We, we can't. Should. We can't. No. Okay. We won't do it. We won't do it. But no. Go check it out, you guys. Seriously. All right. Again, thank you so much for listening. It's so much fun talking every week about Tokyo Disney and just entertaining you guys. It's so much fun. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher and also Google Play Music. Give us those five stars. 
And if you have any questions, suggestions, send them to us, contact at tdrexplorer.com. And make sure you tell everybody about us because we're fun and we're awesome and all those things, you know, whatever. Uh, you can find us on our website, tdrexplorer.com. Also on Twitter and Instagram at tdrexplorer. And on Facebook, facebook.com slash tdrexplorer. And we're also on Pinterest, pinterest.com slash tdrexplorer. If you just type in TDR Explorer, you'll like find everything <laughs> in Google. Like just just do that and just follow us on everything. And the YouTube. Oh yeah, and we're also on you YouTube. You have so we're many really cool YouTube videos. There's so many things. So many so many things. So many things. There is no shortage of information <laughs> that we provide for you guys so you can plan the best trip ever. Whew. Whew. All right, I'm guys. Like, I'm like super excited. Keep exploring. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.